Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, and this is day 2142 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you, we praise you, honor you, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you, Lord, for loving us unconditionally. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us to do all that you've given us to do. Thank you, Lord, even in the darkest hours as we are going through many trials and tribulations and persecutions and Lord, how you help us to keep our heads up and how you continue to strengthen us and you fight for us. You give us all that we need to fight the spiritual warfare that we're in. And then you bless us abundantly on top of everything. I thank you, my Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Men. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is you've been set up for victory. Uh huh. You've been set up. God has got you, even when it doesn't look like it looks impossible. All the things that are going on, and I've been hearing it so much and going through it myself. Lots of persecutions going on against believers. And these are the last days, and we will go through even more than ever before, more attacks. Uh, But God has set us up for victory, and he blesses us even as we endure. Let's take a look at Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 25. Exodus 19, verses 1 through 25. And let's take a look at how God set up the Israelites for victory. It says, On the first day of the third month, after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him, from the mountain. And now this mountain was Mount Sinai. And just a little brief history on Mount Sinai is also called Mount Horeb. And it says in my commentary that it's one of the most sacred locations in Israel's history. Located in the south central Sinai Peninsula, this mountain is where Moses met God in a burning bush. God made his covenant with Israel and Elijah, her God, in the gentle whisper. Here God gave his people the laws and guidelines for right living. They learned the potential blessings of obedience and the tragic consequences of disobedience. All of this took place at Mount Sinai. And then, uh, and then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt 
and how I carried you on wing on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. And this is what God has given Moses to tell the over one million or one million plus, some say it was about two million uh, Israelites. So the, God has given him exactly what to say to them. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together. We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. So he's setting Moses up for victory. He's letting the people know this is my uh, leader that I place before you and this is who I speak through and this is who you need to listen to and obey because Moses was speaking the voice of God. God was speaking through Moses. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in all in the sight of all the people. So God is telling them, get ready. Get ready physically and spiritually. Get your mind cleansed and, and your bodies cleansed and focus on the Lord. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. So he's given specific instructions on what not to do and what they should do. And if they don't do it, what will happen to them? I mean, that's, hey, what more can we get? God lets us know that as well. It's called sowing and reaping. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you sow good, you're going to reap good. You sow bad, you're going to reap bad, right? Verse 14, after Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. Then he said to the people, prepare yourselves for the third day. Abstain from sexual relations. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently 
as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. It also speaks about this same, this lightning and thunder and the trumpet blast uh, in Revelation chapter 4. I'll read that in just a moment. But how God uses what we consider or call the environment to speak. Isn't that interesting? It just, I am so intrigued by all of all of this and how God does things. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up and the Lord said to him, go down and warn the people so they do not force their way through to see the Lord. And many of them, and many of them perish. He's warning them again, do not come up too close to the mountain or touch it. Even the priest who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves or the Lord will break out against them. So that means he will destroy anyone who wasn't fully consecrated. Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, go down and bring Aaron up with you. And Aaron was priest and Aaron was also Moses' brother. He says, but the priest and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. That's he says it again. So Moses went down to the people and told them. And if you read on, you'll see that this is where God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. But we're going to stop there. Let me just let me just reference back to where I was telling you about in Revelation uh, chapter four, verses one through five, and and John is speaking. The Holy Spirit blessed John to write the book of Revelation. And this is what he's describing. He says, after this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you. And this is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Glory to God. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. That represents um, the 12 tribes of Israel and also the 12 disciples, which also represents the Jews and the Gentiles. Okay, all people, they represent everyone. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashings of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. I just, again, the lightning, the thunder, the all the, the trumpet sound, the same thing. So let's get to our points. I, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Point number one. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how on earth am I going to get out of this? Or how am I going to make it through this? You may think this assignment is too big. You might say, this is too big for me. I'm not equipped to accomplish something like this. But we so 
often fail to realize that God has set us up for victory. No matter what we're dealing with, he's going to get the glory through our full obedience to him. I know it can get rough and daunting as we go through. Um, It can be a very lonely place at times. But God wants us to always remember how he's blessed us and given us victory in the past situations, just as he reminded the Israelites. Again, in verse 4 through 5, he says, You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings. I mean, like, listen, eagles glide. They don't even have to flap their wings. (laughs) They're just an amazing creatures that God created. And he says, and brought you to myself. You remember these things, you know, and I'm, I'm just saying this part myself. Remember these things. Now, if you obey me, the Lord says, fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Mm. He's saying, remember what I've done in the past. That is going to, that's what's going to really help us to stand firm in our faith in the Lord, on our faith in the Lord. You know, when we remember what he's already done and each time it's like you grow in levels spiritually, right? And then each time it gets a little tougher, but you become stronger because you overcome so many things, but it gets tougher. And God is saying, always remember, I'm there with you. Point number two, uh, this is what I just said. Always remember that God has not forgotten about you. You are his treasured possession. First Peter 2 and 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's um, special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are a child of the king, uh, the child of the king of kings, (laughs) the creator of all things. And we are the only ones he created in his image and likeness. Always remember that God said he will never leave us or forsake us. You've been set up for victory. And don't you ever forget it. I know things can happen to shake us up. But God is saying, I am with you. You know, we, uh, (laughs) I shared some of these stories with you about when God gave me, blessed me to start Transition Zone and uh, get things done and to work with these precious youth and equip them with all these different life skills and youth development. And the key was to have a location. And, you know, we had one when we started and it, and it was just amazing. Every space we needed for breakout classes and all of that. And, and then things shifted. And we had to leave. And God, I was like, oh, Lord, it was abrupt. And I and I just I was just devastated. It I can't even begin to tell you because it came out of nowhere. We had no idea it was going to happen. We didn't even have time to take a breath (laughs) before it happened. I mean, we took some breath, but we didn't have time to plan. And God said, trust me, trust me. 
He opened doors at the library on the plaza. We were there for a few months. Then we had to move on. Then we had no money to pay for a location. I'm like, oh, Lord, where do we go? And I and I would always wait to the very last drop to say to the youth, we're not going to have session. And, and I was determined. I was not going to say that. I'm like, Lord, I, I believe you, Lord. I know you're going to provide a space for us. You know, we had about 20 kids waiting <laughs> to get trained to go through their, you know, being together and, and uh, learning and uh, fellowshipping with one another and and also getting paid a stipend for coming. They enjoyed it and they still do. And God opened a door through so many different contacts. And after going and visiting about 15 different locations saying, hey, we need a spot. Can you give us a space? For, we don't have any money. Can you donate a space? And every door, every door was being shut, shut, shut. And I'm like, oh God, what to do? And while being at the very last spot, talking to meet with a lady there that had a location, but she told me she did not want to use it for youth. And I understood she was using for using it for adults and adult entrepreneurs. But while waiting on her, there was a man there that knew me. And he says, oh, what are you doing these days, Jackie? And I told him, and I told him what we were up against. And he said, have you checked out the multi-purpose center? I said, no. He says, check them out because as a nonprofit, they offer their location or their their spaces in their building for free if they have an opening. And I I'd not heard of it. I immediately got on it filled out the application, and they said, well, we've got this one space, but it only holds up to 25 people. I said, that will be perfect. We got the space. It was a great blessing, but I, you know, God will always come through. And we were there for a year. Uh, and then things got shaken up again. <laughs> and we, they changed things and uh, said, hey, you can only do one Saturday here, and we do two Saturdays a month based upon the things that they had changed. And I said, well, thank you. And God was saying it's time to move on. My pastor, Pastor Cynthia Kivett, she opened the doors of the church and said, you all can use the sanctuary as your space. There were tables set up. She said, you can use it as long as you need. And that is where we have been ever since. And God has blessed us, and I'm so grateful to all the people and to my pastor who has opened the doors for us. Now we're getting ready to move on to the next space God has for us. Now we have to pay. Uh, it is at a discounted rate, but we're moving to the W.E.B. Du Bois Center. Uh, and that is on uh, Linwood and around 31st Street or Linwood and Cypress and uh, we're looking to be there between April and May. So we ask, continue to pray for us. We thank you for your support. But here's what I want to let you know. As we shift and change, things, you know, we're going to always be shifting, changing, pivoting, transitioning. All these things happen as we continue to do the Lord's will. The way it happens is not always favorable. Uh, the way it looks when we have to shift does not always look bright. I, you know, but God is working it all out just for you behind the scenes. We don't necessarily see it, but we know that he's brought us through before and he will never, ever leave us 
If anything, we will leave him. He will not leave us. So continue to trust him. Continue to have faith in him. Continue to fully obey him as he works things out just for you. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on T-Zone. Don't forget to check us out, I'm sorry, on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share these with others. And then check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth these amazing life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. Listen, with your support, we're able to continue on and we're looking to serve even more youth. So we thank you with all of our heart for all you do to help us to accomplish this God-given mission. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.